Welcome to the Platform Podcast, where we talk to coaches, athletes, experts, and real people to learn about their approaches to training, nutrition, mindset, and much more. I'm your host, Jordan Kundi Wright, founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles. This week, my guest is Nathan Cambrin. He falls in the real people category as a welder and fabricator by trade and training who happened to pick up kettlebell sport as his primary training modality and plans on competing for the very first time here in the Twin Cities in October. We get into his background as a welder, some of the cool things that he is currently making, uh, how he started for training for kettlebell sport, and a very cool announcement towards the end of the interview. So stay tuned all the way to the end. I am incredibly grateful that you listened to this podcast, and the best way you could give me support is to register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on October 23rd, and maybe tell a friend or two. Just go to our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com for details. If you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice, and support my work by supporting our sponsors, whose affiliate links you'll find in the episode notes. And if you want to step onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, please reach out to me. I help athletes of all levels reach their goals without wasting time using my integrated online coaching approach. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Now, let's step onto the platform with Nathan Cambrin. All right, welcome into the Platform Podcast. My guest this week is Nathan Cambrone. He is a metal fabricator by trade, and he also uh, plays a little bit with some kettlebells, as well as some uh, maces or gatas, if you will. Does some mace training as well, and uh, is a friend of uh, is a friend of Tim Boyer's as well. I'm told so. Uh, he is the one who connected connected me. I actually had multiple people tell me that you would be somebody that I should bring on to the show. So thank you so much for uh, for being willing to come on to the show. Appreciate it, Nathan. Yeah, man. I'm glad to, glad to be here. I'm excited. So I, so I asked, I asked, uh, before we started recording, you know, how do you, how do you self-identify? And you were like, I, I don't, I don't really know, which is, you know, I understand it's an odd question, but, uh, we landed on, we landed on that. You're a welder, Nathan, the welder. So, so tell me, tell me a little yeah. bit, uh, about that. I mean, how did you, how did you get into welding and, and what do you, what do you do when you have, you know, a thousand degree, uh, torch in your hand? Well, it's kind of hard to say. Um, so my, my uncle growing up owned an excavation company. And when I was a kid, I'd see guys, you know, from a distance welding on stuff. And I guess that kind of sunk into my brain then. But um, I didn't actually weld for the first time until I was a sophomore in high school. And uh, here locally, here in Boise, we have a, they have a really good vocational program in high school. And so I took welding all three years of high school um, and it was one of those things, the first time I saw sparks flying, I was just like, okay, yep, this is it. This is what I want to do. And then I started to find out that you can make a, a good living doing that. And so that kind of sealed the deal for me. And I just kind of fell in love with it more and more, just the big iron, you know, big, heavy metal stuff. Just, uh, I just, it just, I just really liked it. And, you know, who doesn't like playing with fire, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You get uh, you get to have you get to have the most uh, the most powerful one of the most powerful and destructive forces uh, in your hands, and you use it to create. So that's pretty that's pretty cool, right? It can it yeah. can create it can create and transform, or it can destroy. And you're uh, you're wielding it. Uh, pardon the pun. You're 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 wielding it to create. So you know you're like a modern day wizard, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's, no, I don't that's know, awesome. I don't know about that, but <laughs> so how but long how long does it take to get? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, I guess I was just going to say it's one of those things, you know, welding stuff, making things out of steel, you know, it's very permanent, typically, which is one of the things I really enjoy about it is, you know, I still see stuff I made 10 years ago, you know, hanging out in different places around town. So it's pretty cool that way. Yeah, that's the, the you know, uh, the thing that I the thing that I tell my wife, you know, anytime a new kettlebell shows up at the house, I'm like, 
these are heirlooms. They're going to outlive me and they're going to outlive my, you know, our kids and our kids' kids. Right. So these are, we're just going to pass these down. I'm just, I'm just building, I'm building the inheritance. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell my wife the same thing, but she still rolls her eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know, it's, it, it it's not a great selling point, but uh, I, I can imagine that's that's very cool. Like I'm I'm proud I'm proud when I like build a deck or like a, you know I built something out of wood that you know if left to neglect is gonna it is definitely not going to last very long. But to to make steel structures, I can imagine that that's pretty cool to like see stuff that you've made and know that it's gonna be there for a long time because you you made it well out of very durable materials. Yeah, and just just side note on that one, I hate working with wood <laughs> just so you know so hats off my hats off to anybody that does carpentry or anything like that because i i can't stand it at all <laughs> that's something i need that's to work interesting. on i suppose moving into the future i would i would assume yeah, it's just falsely uh, i would falsely assume that people that like making things like that the medium is not as important just as the as the creation but so so why is it that you don't like wood i'm now i'm curious i'm really curious about that well i guess um Number one, I haven't really given it that much. Um, I haven't tried that hard, but like uh, I remember I was trying to straighten out a two by four that was a little warped and it just snapped in half. And then I was like, nope, not not for me, <laughs> you know, because I can take anything out of steel and I can straighten it out. I can, you know, not that yeah. it's awesome, but I can cut it too short and I can weld a piece back on, you know, and we're still <laughs> back where we started versus, you know, you got to really measure twice, cut once with the wood stuff. That is that is true. There is no and, uh, yeah. <laughs> there is no stitching pieces of wood together uh, with any structural integrity, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I and I, like I said, I haven't given it a, a shot, but I mean, I'm my brain always just goes right to metal. You know, I, I made like a a bench for our by our front door so I can put my boots on, and I made it out of steel, which with our toddlers, my wife hasn't been super excited about, but luckily none of the kids have clobbered themselves on it. So that's been fortunate. <laughs> how, so how old, how old are the kids and how many do you have? I have a son who will be seven next month. And then my daughter is two and a half. So I got, I got one of each and they're both crazy <laughs> as I'm sure all, all little kids are. And to varying degrees. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I've got one of each as well, but uh, the 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 daughter is the older, and the uh, and the son is is the younger, and it's kind of the, the the old joke that parents make. Like the first one is easy because that's that's how the universe tricks you into having a second one, <laughs> and then and then the second one is crazier. That's that's been kind of our <laughs> kind of our experience so far. Yeah, uh, we've been our daughter's been she's super chill you know and uh so it's been it's been nice that way but she's starting to pick up some of my son's craziness just you yeah know, he, he's just got so much so much energy <laughs> just running around being crazy jumping over the couch and stuff like that you know and me and yeah. my wife are constantly now <laughs> and now lydia is learning how to do it too yeah she yeah monkey see monkey do that's yeah that's great so yeah. she's she's gonna pick up on on all of that on all of that stuff that's uh that's fantastic uh congratulations to you to you and your wife i I'm, yeah thank you you know that's uh that's a nice that's a nice spread right they're they're close enough together that they can be friends but they're they're not like right next to each other like like <laughs> like my like my two kids there was not a, not a plan there to to space them out <laughs> Like um, my wife's little sister has two boys that are 360 days apart or so. And it just, just seemed like a nightmare, <laughs> you know, it, watching her have to deal with two of them that, yeah, and I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like they're my, mine are 19 months apart and it's like some days they are just best of friends and they love each other and they're like, they'll just play together and entertain each other and have a great time. And then there's, there's nights like tonight where it's like, I'm trying to teach kettlebell and my daughter comes running outside and she's like uh, Rowan threw yogurt in my hair. And then he tried to punch <laughs> me and he tried to stab me with the spoon and I told him to stop and you said I could protect myself. So I punched him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got like, you know, seven, seven people on a zoom class <laughs> trying to, to also mediate, mediate the conflict in the bathroom that involved yogurt slinging and <laughs> attempted stabbings with a dull oh, object, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, that could be the that can be the other side of it sometimes well, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. We haven't, we've been lucky that way. Like luckily Vincent, um, he's, he's always been pretty big and he's going to be pretty strong. I'm, I'm sure like he's kind of got a six pack already. And my daughter is like opposite, like she's teeny, teeny, teeny. And so like, I think there's just the inherent, you know, got to protect the tiny baby there. So we haven't had any physical altercations yet between them because I mean it's like you know fifty pound six yeah, year old versus ho- the yeah hope, well hopefully pound, they're yeah they're old. they're far enough apart <laughs> that you don't get that right hopefully that spread alleviates yeah. some of that I feel like some of that is proximity in in age yeah I'm sure well we got our fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So I, I meant to, I meant to ask, how long does it take to go from? So you did three years of welding training in voc, in vocational training in high school, and then how long does the process take uh, from from graduating from high school to like, do you do an apprenticeship? Do you go on to a, then a trade school and and do more training there, or how how did that how did that path? Because I I am not a tradesman, well, uh, so I, I do not I do not know I do not know the first thing about this. Well, I'm sure it's different everywhere, um, but so. I'm one of the, I was one of the few kids in my classes anyway, that really full advantage what the program offered. Cause they, um, we could get welding certifications in school. And so I spent pretty much the, I like the first year I was there, I think I got one certification. And after that, that's basically all I focused on was just, cause there's a, a plethora of different welding processes, which gets pretty convoluted if you don't know, you know, kind of what's going on, but I, I left high school with uh, nine pieces of paper saying that I can proficiently weld in these different processes, and I went right to work. I didn't go to college. I just started working for my uncle, and I worked for him for six months at his excavation company. And then one of the bigger fab shops in the valley had an opening, and so I applied for that, and I got it. And so I was 18 years old when I started working there. And I just went right into welding 50 hours a week. And that's through, I mean, it, welding is just such an experience thing. Yeah. You know, like I could have gone to college and got, you know, a small amount of hours here and there, but I'd still leave, you know, if I were to leave college three years later, three, two years, three years, four years later, however long I wouldn't have, you know, the 10,000 hours I had having gone to work right away. Yeah. Putting and, in, putting and in reps right away. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the, the vibe I got from my teacher and other people I talked to was like, you know, I already had, you know, I had paperwork, so there wasn't really anything a college was going to show me that I didn't, you know, kind of already have my, some experience with, whereas, you know, getting into the workforce, that's when you really, I learned more that first week, I feel like than I did in the three years of high school. And I worked for that company for almost 10 years and they have their fingers and all sorts of stuff. So my, my experience level was pretty high. I've done all sorts of different things from field installations to large diameter tank erection to, you know, fixing an old lady's mailbox, you know, <laughs> but just, just, just like anything. One of and these e- things yeah, is not like the other. <laughs> anything and everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it still kind of all falls under the same umbrella of, you know, sticking two pieces of metal together. And, you know, whether it's x-ray quality stuff or, you know, an aluminum grass catcher on a lawnmower for somebody, it's all kind of in the same bubble. And it's just a good, good to go through that versus, you know, a lot of guys will leave school and they'll go work for like some sort of manufacturing company where they'll make the same part over and over and over. Whereas I worked at a, a repair shop and so we did custom fabrication stuff and then you know whatever people would drag in the door that was broken and then they'd be like fix it and then we'd have to figure out how to do it and then through that i got a lot of experience doing different things and then uh, after working for the same place for 10 years you know my list of reasons to quit was about a hundred miles long and then uh, <laughs> and op- the opening came up at the crane company and uh, i went for it and it's been a it was a very good good step for me yeah so now so now you really put you mentioned the, uh, we were we were talking offline you 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 now you now work for a a, a large crane company doing fabrication for a, a very large yeah. crane company like building big ass cranes um i not so much uh crane building cranes but i'll do some maintenance on them i mean cranes are one of those things you know you really you, you know, don't break the crane. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a rule number one, <laughs> but I, just tons and tons and tons of other stuff. Um, they have company I work for also has a uh, foundation division. Like they do like bridge abutments and stuff. I mean, oh, stuff okay. I had no idea about until I started working there and they do large, like large diameter drilling. And so I actually work for do more work for them. 
um, if I were to really figure it out, you know, I probably work for them more than the crane side, but also the, the guys I work for, like they're, I do a lot of work directly for the president of the company. And he's just one of those mad scientist types that like his brain never stops thinking about how to make work better. Like one of the first crazy projects I, I made working for him was we made this transport deal out of an old truck frame. And so it was like, it looks like a flatbed trailer, but there's a little cab in front and it's got a Cummins diesel engine out of a pickup in it. And it's so they could, uh, they did this special bridge job up in the middle of Idaho and they needed something that had four wheel steering to drive stuff onto this crazy tight, narrow bridge. And so we made this crazy Frankenstein looking flatbed self-driven trailer thing. <laughs> and it was, I just, it's just stuff like that, you know, that's like awesome. The list goes on and on of just weird, weird, weird stuff that I've made working for him. So what is the, what is the, we won't say the weirdest, but like, what is the coolest thing that you've ever, that you've ever made that you were like, man, that was just fucking awesome. Oh man. I'd have to think about that. Um, you know, like if I were to look at my Instagram and like the stuff that gets the most uh, attention of stuff I've made, um, one of the, the drilling tools they use. So like I said, they, they do large diameter shafts, like, you know, between three foot and like 10 foot diameter. And so I've made a few of these tools that it looks like a giant hole saw, like, you know, like a hole saw for wood or whatever, only like, you know, be five foot diameter. And it's just got all these gnarly little teeth on it. And they're, uh, they're pretty cool. And they're fun for me to make because it's, just, it's one of those things I don't even need like a drawing or anything. They just tell me how big to make it. And then I order the, the things because I need stuff formed into a circle, you know, into a ring and a barrel. And then I can just take it from there and just, I know, I know how to make the rest of it, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, they just look nasty and scary, <laughs> nice. but they're, they're one of my favorite things that I've made. And I know it's hard to uh, imagine without seeing what they look like, but a big well, gnarly toothy thing. You said on Instagram, where can they, yes. where can people, where can people follow you for that, for that stuff to see your, to see the, the cool creations that you make? Uh, my main handle is in Cambrin one. And uh, yeah, I got, I, that's pretty much all I post on there is my work stuff. Like I, I'll share my kettlebell training and my stories typically, but I leave my main page just for uh, work, work and welding stuff. Cause I got a bunch of, bunch of buddies in the welding industry that, you know, we all like to fluff each other up and <laughs> kind of, kind of like the kettlebell community, you know, just, I don't, uh, that's I don't one know of my favorite things that. about Instagram, <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, well, so speaking, speaking of kettlebell, um, you're, you're coming, you're coming out for, for October, right? You're coming out for, you're coming out for the competition. I, I think I, I, I think saw your registration. So I am um, I'm very, I'm very excited about that. So tell me what's, uh, what are you yeah. lifting? What's the goal? How's the training going? Let's, let's get into it. What's, what's going on? So my, my plan is to do long cycle with 20 kilo bells, so, you know, I know we still got quite a bit of time, but I'm still hoping that's going to be <laughs> a reality. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I've never been much of a competitive person, which I think is what I've over the last several months really kind of fallen in love with, with kettlebell sport is it's, uh, you know, you versus you, which is kind of how I've always operated, you know, um, like in school, I never did football or any sports like that. I did like skateboarding and BMX stuff. Oh, I nice. guess what I always liked about it. I always liked that it was, you can't blame anybody but yourself, you know, in the end, which is kind of the way my career is at this point, you know, like not to segue back to that, but you know, they tell me to make something and it's up to me to do it. And it's kind of the same thing with the kettlebells. It's going to be up to me whether I shit the bed or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, but I'm, I'm very excited about it and I'm excited to meet meet you and a bunch of other people yeah yeah uh, we're ex we're excited yeah. to, we're excited to have you out i'm i'm excited for you to i'm excited for you to to get to the twin cities i'm excited to see you compete will this be your first this will be your first competition right you're not competing between now and then are you nope it'll be the first one but i wanted to make sure i was good and ready you know i didn't want to jump the gun too soon nice so. I, I have yeah. I have all the faith in the world that you will that you will finish the full ten and that you'll you'll represent yourself well. I'm I'm excited right. I'm excited to see it, man. You're how so what's uh, what's the training cycle like right now? Um, so I'm working with uh, Levi Marquardt and uh, I've been with him. Next week will be week thirty, where we've had more of a the first ten weeks was more of a GPP focus, and then the last twenty roughly has been more long cycle focus. And then once I signed up for the contest, he's kind of ramped it up. And so 
um, <laughs> as coaches tend to do. It's, and it's, uh, Le- Levi Levi doesn't mess around, man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, like I've been telling some of my uh, other buddies that work with them, you know, I, I, I've been daydreaming about one minute sets for a long time now. Like I haven't had anything shorter than three minutes. It seems like in forever. <laughs> like that. He's, he's got these interval style sets that are a mix of long cycle, double half snatch and jerks. And mm. today's was three, four minute sets. And, you know, it wasn't that bad. Well, he had me trying to do it with the twenties the last two weeks and I just got destroyed. So we, we went back to the sixteens for today and it actually went really well. So I'm so when you so when you so when you say a mix, you, yeah, of course. But when when you say when you say a mix, do you mean um, so like in a four minute set? Do you do you alternate between the movements or um, or do you do like you do a four minute yeah, you do a four it's, minute it's, long cycle then a four minute half snatch and a four minute jerk or what is it or do you never know? <laughs> it's uh, without giving well, it's it's kind of the same format and without giving too much away, it's um, a mix of all three movements and it works out to be one minute when you do the amount of reps that he requires. And so mm-hmm. you just do the one minute and then you just do it again and then you do it again and then you do it again and then you do it again. <laughs> so it was just four sets like that. But then my long cycle day, which was Tuesday was three minute sets with the twenties long cycle, which has um, been very back and forth. I feel like I almost did better the second, like I think th- this was the fourth week we did the three minute sets. And I think I did better the second week than I've done <laughs> the last two weeks. Yeah, but I've just made sure to always do the time frame, you know, and not not sweat the reps quite as much, you know, just as long as I'm at least keeping in the time frame, you know, that's kind of been my goal for a lot of that. That's good. I uh, think that's that's yeah. and then gen- generally I think the right approach, you know, because you can get you can get too focused on the reps and then not finish the time because you're not paying enough attention to either your breathing or how your body is responding. And, uh, you know, especially with, you know, like double, double half snatch, right? Like that's a pretty powerful movement. Your heart rate can go up pretty quickly, you know? So I, I think, you're, yeah. I think you're approaching that probably the, probably the right way. That's, that's great. Yeah. And I, I can't count very good. It seems like anyway, so, <laughs> you know, I've definitely been relying more and more on the, the video and then go back and be like, I think I did this many, let's see. And then actually count and then be like, Oh, sometimes you're surprised in a good way and sometimes in a bad way yeah the oxygen becomes so. uh, a precious a precious commodity at a certain point and uh, your your brain doesn't get as much of it <laughs> when you're slinging the 20s yeah and it's yeah and especially trying to you know watching the clock and trying to keep the pace and then yeah my little brain definitely can't juggle too many numbers at the same time Oh, and then you gotta, Eventually then you gotta think like, about, okay. think about your technique and think about your breath and think, you know, oh. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure Levi, I'm sure Levi's giving you feedback on your technique too. So you've got, you've got cues that you're thinking about, you know, uh, about what he, what he's wanting you to focus yeah. on with your technique. Yeah. He's worked with me mostly on single arm half snatch stuff, but, uh, that's been one of my things I'm super stoked about getting into this is I've had so much help from like, uh, the community you know on technique like like bobby you know bobby hicks is he's given me i don't even know how many little tutorials on how to properly rack and bump into the jerk and all that sort of stuff so i owe, yeah, I owe shout a whole out bunch to bobby. Of people a lot of gratitude yeah for sure you know that one I don't even remember when he started following me and all of a sudden he's like sending me videos on how to do stuff and I was like oh this is this is cool <laughs> so yeah it's great yeah, that's, like that's that's, that's how the that's how the, this community is like that's i love that about this community yeah i've been super stoked about it i haven't i know i know i know that you know i haven't met nearly everybody in the states that is into kettlebell sport but everybody i've come into contact with has just been super duper cool and just, you know everybody seems to be on the same page that we're all trying to do the same thing and it's hard <laughs> so you know yeah everybody wants to help each other it's super cool we're all in this together alone super is, cool. is, what, is what i like to say yes right? yes for sure because <laughs> at the end at the end of the 100%. day you don't have to lose for me to win um and vice versa right like because i can have and and what i mean by that obviously mm-hmm. you know when you get to a certain level of course you're competing against the other competitors but like if if you and i are going head to head on a 20 a double 20s long cycle set at this on the same flight at the same time i'm not going to be paying attention to what you're doing <laughs> because if i'm paying attention yeah. to what you're doing 
I'm not paying enough attention to what I'm doing and I'm not putting forth my best set. And if at the end of my best set, I look over and I got 80 and you got 82, I'm going to shake your hand and, you know, uh, and tell you great set, man, <laughs> you know, cause ultimately it's, it's really about, <laughs> it's really about putting out your best output that you can do. And the, the results will kind of be what they will. I mean, that's, that's, that's at least my approach yeah. to it. Yeah. I, and I, I, I dig that. I like that a lot. You know, I think that's a pretty cool, pretty cool way to look at it. That's not how everybody is. And it's, I, taken, it's taken me a long way to get there. I'm not going to lie. Cause I, I do come from a very competitive background and I've actually, I, it, it, but it became detrimental to my performance. That was the thing that it took me a while to realize is like, it became detrimental to my performance because I started pushing too hard to try and catch other people. Or like, I would look at like what other lifters mm. are doing who were in my weight class or who were lifting similar weights than me. But like, I didn't even think about like how experienced are those people lifting kettlebells or like what, what's their injury history compared to my injury history and you know et cetera et cetera et cetera and so like i was chasing rabbits that i was never going to catch for one <laughs> which doesn't <laughs> doesn't get you doesn't get you where you want to go any faster and it wasn't until i shifted my mindset really to just focus on me that i that i started making more meaningful progress and stopped hurting myself as much <laughs> I'll say as I'll say as much because yeah, I still well, I, I still I still push myself too hard sometimes and you know lizard brain but uh, you know say lovey <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I think that's that's great you know like uh, realizing that and I've just never had growing up I never really had that that part of the drive I guess I'd always try to you know if there's something that I wasn't better at than other people or I wasn't as good at as other people I'd just find something else to do <laughs> kind of thing you know and then. And as I got older, it got even more so that way to where like my old job had a softball team, you know, which I was like all super excited about, you know, like some beer league softball and these, some of these kids thought it was a world series every day, you know, oh, I was God, like, that's the worst. Like I watched this, oh man, dude, I watched this 23 year old kid, like full on check this 50 year old guy at first base and like knock him on the ground, you know? And I was like, this is just ridiculous. I don't want to associate <laughs> people anymore. Yeah, I, I know, hate I I'm hate just... when guys don't understand like what they signed up for, <laughs> like in either direction, frankly, right? Like you right. don't want to be you don't want to be the guy that signs up for a beer league and is coming like, you know, full on balls to the wall, you know, bringing all their gear and, you know, just taking it super seriously. And you also don't want to be the guy that signed that accidentally signs up for like a super competitive league. And then you're, you're thinking that you signed up for, you know, for a beer league and you're like, you're like, Oh shit, these people are way better at this than I am. And they're not happy about it. You know, like, uh, you know, I've, I've seen both of those, yeah, I've seen sure. both of those situations and it's never, it's never good, but it bothers me a lot more when people take it way too seriously. And it's like, bro, this is Wednesday, Wednesday night, beer league softball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What do you? Yeah, that's what I would kept thinking. I was like, "What are you? What are you doing, man? Like, you're a young, strong, twenty-three-year-old, you know, and he just plowed this dude. He's, you know, for all you know, maybe he's got bad knees, or you know, I mean, who knows? You yeah, really, show, you really showed, you really showed him. <laughs> I go, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Good one, good one, dude. I, I hope, I hope, I hope <laughs> plowed you a uh, guy that wasn't looking at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So how did you, how did you actually uh, get into kettlebell sport? Like how were, how were you introduced to it? Like, and how did, how did you come to, how did you come to find it? And what, what made you decide like, yeah, I'm going to, that, that looks like awful fun. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Well, so I've always kind of had an interest in kettlebells and um, I guess brief history. I never lifted weights until I was 19. I don't think. And my wife, my wife has always been into sports. She's very athletic and uh, she, but she's, she's a runner, which I I don't, I don't like running, (laughs) but uh, do do people chase her? Like people are chasing her. I, I don't, I, I think she thinks they're chasing her, but I, I don't know. I, I've never seen them behind her, <laughs> but uh, when we were first living on our own, uh, she got us gym memberships and then I'll never forget it. Um, one of the first times we were at this gold's gym, um, I still didn't really know much about anything, but uh, I watched these three guys that were doing dumbbell bench press. And one of them, they're older guys. And one of them had gray hair. Like, I guess he's maybe around probably mid forties. And I watched this dude benched the 120 pound dumbbells with, you know, and I'm sitting there at 19 watching this gray haired dude bench 120 pound dumbbells. And I was like, that is fucking awesome. And that made me want to start working on getting strong and focused on it before. And then, so 
throughout the next 10 years, you know, off and on doing, trying to do bodybuilder stuff. And then um, I started building a garage gym um, 2018 and it was pretty cool. I had, I built a super cool squat rack that had like basically anything that Rogue would come out with. I just make, I was, I was <laughs> just going to say, cool I, bet, rack, and then I, I bet you just fabricated all of your own material. I did. And it was super fun. Um, and I don't like it. And I'd always had an interest in kettlebells. I just never been around them. You know, like most of the gyms I would go to, if they even had them, they'd always hide them up in the CrossFit area. Or, you know, if I was somewhere like a buddy of mine was a, is a personal trainer and he'd do these boot camps, and he'd always only ever let me like swing like a 35 pound one, but I'd always been interested in the bigger ones. Um, and then I realized that bodybuilding was not ever going to get me what I wanted a couple of years ago. And I started doing more CrossFit style stuff. And I found out that I, I've had surgery on my right elbow and I, I'm sure there's other mobility reasons, but I can't properly front rack a barbell. And so, you know, I'd see guys rack kettlebells and I was like, that looks like, you know, I could do that. It looks a lot mm -hmm. more manageable. And then um, December of 2019, somebody on Facebook was moving and they had a set of cast iron kettlebells. They had like, I think it was a 12, no, they had an eight, a 12, a 16, 24, and a 32 kilo kettlebell. And I bought them, I bought them for 200 bucks. Oh, wow. And then, so I was kind of getting my foot in the door. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was super cool. Like the guy was, I could tell he was super bummed, but he's like, we're moving and I can't take these with me. And I was like, well, I really, really appreciate, <laughs> appreciate this. And then, so that got my foot into the door, you know, and kind of realizing that a grown, you know, an adult male shouldn't really mess around with a kettlebell lighter than a 16 kilo, at least in my opinion, you know, for most things and like actually handling a heavy one you know, really opened my eyes to like, oh, wow, you know, this is, this is a lot harder than one would think. And then I, uh, you know, I, I, I'd followed Joe Daniels forever. And so <clears throat> I'd always kind of tried to snatch and clean and everything kind of sports style anyway. Yeah. You know, this was before I even knew what hard style or sports style was. And <clears throat> this, excuse me, this, cause I'd watch the hard style guys do it, you know, and they just like snatched it right over the top and you just see their whole body shake when it slammed into their forearm. And then I'd watch like Joe Daniels do like sports stuff. And I was like, that, that looks like how this is supposed to happen, you yeah, know, much smoother and then much smoother. Right. And it looks like, you know, you could probably do it more than a few times without, you know, bruising yourself. And then I found, I stumbled upon Levi's page and then between bug and him. And then uh, one of his, one of his main guys, uh, Andrea Coravana, this Italian guy, I started talking to him a lot and both of them kept telling me that cast bells are garbage. <laughs> and I used to get into sport bells. And uh, during the during last summer, I traded a guy here locally. Uh, I had a 36 kilo cast bell, and I traded a guy that for a 20 kettlebell kings bell. And then I started, you know, started drinking the Kool Aid with that first one. And then, of course, you know, at that point, you couldn't buy kettlebells anywhere. Yeah. And so I I bit the bullet and I bought uh, a kettlebell kings adjustable bell. And they accidentally sent me two. I emailed them and they never emailed me back. So I'm guessing finders keepers at this point. <laughs> and I started, you know. The universe was telling you something, man. The, right? I mean, I was super stoked because, I mean, you know, they go from 12 to 32. So I had everything. I mean, they're annoying to change. But after that, I started, you know, using those and started, you know, really liking it. And then uh, finally realized I'd probably pestered Levi for free for far too long. So I bought 10 weeks of his programming. And then... Uh, <laughs> Kind of towards the end of that, I realized, you know, I should probably put my money where my mouth is and actually start focusing on, you know, actually make a goal. And uh, I knew I, I, had, I had heard of your competition at this point, And then I'm pretty sure anyway. And then I told him I wanted to start focusing on long, long cycle. And that's kind of that's kind of it, man. And after since then, I'm just uh, becoming more and more snobby about sport bells versus other kettlebell practices. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Platform Podcast. We interrupt this interview to share some exciting updates about the prizes and sponsors for the first annual Twin Cities Kettlebell Open happening October 23rd, which we'll be hosting at the Athlete Lab here in Little Canada, Minnesota, in the heart of the Twin Cities. 
27 Degrees Apparel is designing our event t-shirt and has given us a discount code TCKB10 for 10% off all of his apparel. You should definitely check out uh, especially the limited edition Big Tim shirts, which are coming out to support my man Tim Boyer, who's uh, lost almost 100 pounds now. Those are only available for pre-order until May 20th, so get them while you can. Um, and as with all of the orders, um, $4 for every shirt that you purchase goes to support one of several mental health charities, uh, which you can choose when you check out, which is really, really awesome. There's a list of charities uh, that you can choose from to support um, with with your donation, which is fantastic. Uh, also, Barefoot Athletics has gift certificates for six pairs of Ursus Barefoot training shoes, my personal favorite for snatch as well as deadlift and GPP. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, Bellevator by Dennis Vasilov has given us two belts uh, to give away. Our friend Nikolai Puchlov from the Seattle Kettlebell Club is providing his new Made in the USA Pro Kettlebells for competitors to try out and use on the platform if they choose, uh, as well as support from Gaspari Nutrition and others. So if you have other ideas or connections to interested sponsors, please reach out to me. And please don't forget to register for the event on our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And now let's get back into the interview. And yeah, just, you know, I feel like kinda, it's kind of how it goes, right? At a certain point, it's like you know, you drive enough Mercedes, suddenly, uh, suddenly a, a Fiat doesn't doesn't feel as quite as cool, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever the right? analogous the analogous thing. You get in an F one fifty enough times, or whatever your truck is, or you know, you're just like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe that old jalopy I was driving with <laughs> wasn't wasn't quite as cool as I thought it was. Yeah, it is super funny because like the one of the cast 16s i have was my favorite one and i was like really good at snatching it you know and i could do it super well to where i wasn't dinging myself up and now i just look at it like ugh, yeah <laughs> that's, i don't want to do that well that's the funny thing about the cast bills that's, that's, because, because the size like is dictated by you know by the weight right so that 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 that's been mm-hmm. my experience is a lot of people they'll find a weight that they really like and they think it's that like that that's the the weight that they like it's no it's like that's really just the shape that you like like because it fits your anatomy well you're like oh yeah it doesn't it sits it sits well on my wrist and like i you know you can get good insertion on it and obviously the weight isn't like killing you like you know a, a you know a 60 kilogram bell or anything like that right so it's like you, yeah. you just get comfortable with it and it fits right and then they're like oh i love this bell you know and then it's like well then you get them into into sport bells and they're like oh they all feel the same. Oh, this is, this is man. cool. It's like, it's like, yeah. Imagine yeah. if every time you moved up weight in barbell, like the barbell got thicker, like how, how weird would that be to like get good yeah. at Olympic weightlifting? If every time you moved up 10 kilos, the, the, the handle got, you know, five millimeters thicker, like that'd just be weird, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and it was one of those things, like I have pairs in the cast bells, 16s 20s and 24s and like I, I was trying to do the 24s you know still like trying to rack them like fort style and dude I was just killing my forearms like there's yeah. no way to rack those things without them sitting on your arms all weird especially the 24s and just they just like were killing me to where I was like I can't do this and then Andrea was like yeah cast bells suck and I was like, fine <laughs> okay okay you guys have talked me into it yeah you get spoiled uh, you get yeah, spoiled for sure yeah just no no looking back at this point you know well that's awesome but, uh, luckily um no go ahead sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna um my 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 wife's been using the cast bells lately so i'm glad that they're getting some love you know they've just oh. been collecting chalk dust for a while so she's she's starting to move them around so that's that's been making me happy good well, i almost i almost hawked some of them well availability is coming up now on the on the 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 uh, comp bells as well so it's starting they're starting to be more readily available now that things are starting to return to some semblance of normal so maybe you can maybe you can do the old facebook uh, facebook marketplace exchange and and you know get into uh, a couple of lighter you know get into get her some sport bells and then she'll then she'll understand yeah i i, I need to and man, that was like the, one of my the biggest bummers about the whole pandemic is like, you know, before, like before that happened, I was like a Arab trader on Facebook. You know, at one point I had 600 pounds of plates in my garage and I was money ahead on my garage gym, <laughs> you nice. know, just buying stuff when, yeah, like people were like, just like 
get this out of my house, you know, yeah. hundred bucks. I don't care. And I'd be like, Oh yeah. You know, they got 300 pounds of plates and a bench and a barbell. You know, I go get it for a hundred dollars. Yeah. I, yeah. I did, I did some of that too. I definitely did some of that too. My, and I feel like, I feel bad, but it's, you know, one of my, one of my friends uh, was, was moving and like, he, he literally, he was, he was just going to give me all of this stuff, like a rogue, like a nice rogue Olympic, Olympic barbell. And then, you know, a couple hundred pounds of bump of bumper plates because he's like, I don't use it. It's been, it's been three years. I don't use it. It just sits in my, it just sits in my garage. He's like, I don't use it. Just take it. And I was like, I got to give you something for it. Like You're giving me, you're giving me like like $700 worth of of equipment. Like I have to give you something for it. But then I started doing the same thing. Like I got a a spin bike, right? Like not a, not a like high end Mm -hmm. spin bike, but I was just like, I need something, you know, you know, winter and winter in Boise is, you know, not dissimilar from winter in the twin cities, right? You, you don't want to be uh, outside when it's, you know, 20 degrees out or less, you know, unless you're really geared up and yeah. you're prepped for it. So I was like, I certainly don't want to be riding a bike when it's that cold out. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to get a spin bike and just throw it in my, throw it in my u- utility room so I can do some cardio on my, on my off days. And I was, did the same thing, just check Facebook marketplace, check over and over and over. And finally I found somebody was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, Oh, that's like a $400 spin bike, you know? And I just grabbed it, you know? And then like yeah. one, day, one day I'm like, you know, wheeling a spin bike into the house. And my wife is like, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I got, I got it. I got it. I got a spin bike. Uh, here, here, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Going in the basement. Yeah. But, I definitely know. was driving my wife crazy a couple. But then that's just kind of what you got to do. You just got to do that. Dil- well, you could anyway do that due diligence. And then when stuff popped up, you just had to jump on it. And I mean, it was the same thing when that set of kettlebells came up, we weren't necessarily in the best spot money-wise at the moment but i was like you know telling my wife i was like jessica i'm sorry but we got it it was like a sunday night and it was raining you know and i was like we gotta go get these i'm sorry <laughs> that's this is just this is what's happening it's, right it now it just makes so, it makes too much sense it, it, it did and then uh yeah and i got a old older schwinn airdyne i got it for a hundred bucks it was kind of the same thing you know guy got a new one and didn't want his old one anymore and so he's just like come get it and i was like hell yeah, that's, yeah and that's so awesome. that's been yeah it's been it's been fun building the garage gym which now doesn't look anything like it used to now it's just horse mats and kettlebells you know i i still have i i've made several half half squat racks and so i have a squat rack i made that i put up for sale that nobody well i kind of missed the boat with the pandemic on those i sold i sold three of them last summer and then uh those were like the first thing to come back in stock and so i still have one uh, that I okay don't use <laughs> and does is anyway, it like yeah. a is it like a collapsible or is it uh like i'm when you say a, a half rack I'm, I'm trying no. to, i'm trying to picture it so it's it's like a freestanding single tower style oh, I got squat you. rack yep, yep, you know yep. with a pull-up pull-up bar at the top and it just it just bolts together i like i was saying i copied one of rogue's designs um i just had to use a little bit lighter tubing but i mean you used it the first, for inspiration. The first big squat Offic- officially, it was just the, the design was an inspiration. Yes, yes. I definitely didn't follow all of the, dis- the dimensions that they post on their website. <laughs> I, uh, you know, just figured it out on my own. Uh, but the, the first big rack I made that had all the cool attachments, I sold to this power lifter last April. And uh, that was actually a pretty funny story because I it was all welded together. And uh, I have 10 foot ceilings in my garage, you know? And so, you know, it's eight feet tall, four foot by four foot by four foot. And me and my little brother just laid it over, put it in a trailer and drove it out to this dude. And then he calls me the next day and he's like, man, I can't stand this up in my garage because it's, it's, you know, my ceilings are too short. Yeah. And I give you your money back. I sold it to him for, yeah. And I'd sold it to him for 1800 bucks. And I was like, "Uh, no, I'll be out there. uh, I'll be out there on Saturday and we'll cut that thing apart. And I'll just weld it back together for you. And so I went out there, cut it apart. We welded back together in his garage. And then uh, four days later, he calls me again and he's like, hey, can you come out this weekend and cut that squat rack apart and then weld it back together outside? Because I sold it to somebody. (laughs) And so I went out back out there and cut it apart and uh, welded it back together. And he gave me a hundred bucks and then uh, he made some money. It was was pretty funny (laughs) because he he made some big... uh, deal with elite fts so he was getting a super huge 
discount on a whole bunch of stuff so he didn't need it anyway but nice that was just a funny funny little story well and so the uh the my other first, thing that, my first the other big... thing you do in your 10 foot ceilings is uh is the mace training right like you 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 do some yeah you do some gotta training yeah i'm still pretty new to it and i'm really um trying to take it slow with it you know um so ryan, ryan kenny um he's rkkbs on instagram he's the one that uh got me into it because he he made some posts um i i feel like i've been talking to him about kettlebells for a little while my my brain and time frames is all messed up i can't uh, keep time doesn't order time anymore. doesn't really exist during the <laughs> pandemic like i like i'm like oh how long have we lived in this house it's been like a year and a half and my wife's like no it's been three years i'm like the last year and a half doesn't even count in my brain like it <laughs> didn't didn't happen yeah for sure <laughs> for sure but anyway um ryan made some posts he was doing some may swings and he just kind of said something about you know if you have shoulder issues or tricep issues you know doing this can really help and so i started messaging him about it because starting mid-summer last year my triceps especially my left one were just in knots forever and a part of it was uh, looking back so i always train early in the morning before work um and so I'd train in the morning and then I was doing this project at work where I was running a, a big drill press, a, a magnetic base drill. So like basically I'd train in the morning and then I'd go to work and just do like static holds running this drill press down mm. all day. Yeah. And I think that kind of was part of it. Just kind of did a number on my arms, you know, cause they're all yeah. tired from working out. And then I'd go just, just yeah, do ice, do isometric holds against, against mechanical force. That's trying to, to pull up. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, you know, 10 hours. Yeah, that'll do um, it. <laughs> but he, he told me that. And so like, yeah, <laughs> he, he was telling me some different things and I'm looking at some stuff online and I was like, dude, I can make one of those in about 15 minutes. And so I, I slapped together a couple quick, dirty ones, you know, just kind of machine the end of a bolt and welded it to a pipe. And then that way I could put one inch plates on it. And, um, you know, he kept giving me training advice and he sent me some videos and we talked and talked and talked. And like, we're looking at just, you know, what certain manufacturers provide you know they're all like 300 bucks yep and i'm sitting there looking at it and like dude I, i'd have ten dollars in material into something like that um and so i just told him i was like did you just pay for the shipping and i'll make you one and then i just kind of nerded out on it you know um and he was kind of you know like i don't know can you knurl it and i was like yeah we have stuff to knurl i've never knurled before but i will figure it out and so i you know just like polished it and then I knurled it and then I made this super nice knob and I did all this and that and that's why he's nicknamed it the caddy rock like a Cadillac <laughs> and uh I like it so I I got I got him he's he's the OG with the caddy rock and after doing that you know I was like dude I can't have him have one like that and not and I don't have one that nice and so I made me one and then just through all the different people helping me out I just be like hey you know you've been helping me out. I'll make you a, a mace. If you, you just got to pay for the shipping. And so now I got five of them. I've been trying to get put together for the last month or so that I'm uh, just sending out to people. That and is then I'm, 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 I'm awesome. selling them too. Yeah. It's been cool. It's and, and kind of tying it back to the beginning. It did, it did eventually, you know, iron my, iron my triceps out after it, it took a little while, you know, it took five or six weeks, but they eventually, you know, I just kind of woke up one day and I was like, Hey, my tricep doesn't feel like it's trying to rip off the elbow. You know, it feels pretty good. That's cool. And it's just uh, been a very good rehab tool for me. It is, it is great for that. And it is great for, um, as an adjunct to kettlebell, uh, well, kettlebell sport in particular, but kettlebell training in general. But um, because we train so much, we train so much in the frontal and sagittal plane, but we don't do a lot in the transverse plane. We don't do a lot rotationally. Um, and we, we get so much, we get so much pattern, pattern load in, in those, those two main planes um, and not, not nearly enough uh, in the rotational. So, you know, it's a great, it's a great way to, to get that rotational load in and get your shoulders working through that full range of motion uh, that they're designed to go through, obviously. Um, but it's also the thing that I really like about it um, is it's the principles behind it translate so well because it, it's counterbalance. It's, it's about offset load and using momentum and channeling momentum and you're not muscling it through the range of motion, right? Like, especially when you start, you start getting heavier yeah. with, the, with the, with the mace weight or the, or as the mace gets longer, right? Like, you know, I've got, you know, I, I've got my long, my long plate loadable mace and like, 
shit, like five, five, 10 pounds on the end of that a lot of times is, is more than enough for me. Um, because you know, <laughs> it generates a lot of force, it's yeah. a, a lot of momentum and, uh, and you have to, you have to be efficient with it. And if it gets out of position, like I whacked myself, I whacked myself in the ass the other day with oh, it because yeah. I got a little shallow, <laughs> I got a little shallow on my elevation and, you know, whacked my, whacked myself in the ass in the middle of a hundred, you know, a hundred, uh, each direction, uh, workout that I was doing. Nice. And I was like, I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Oh, had yeah, to put, I had to put it down for a bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I was walking around one day and I was like, Oh my God, why does my hamstring hurt so bad? And then I was like, Oh yeah. Cause I clobbered myself with it yesterday. With the mace, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so just curious, how long is your long one? Uh, well, it's the shoulder rock by, uh, Kabuki strength, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with, um, from your research. Um, so I th- yeah. think, I think that's, uh, what, like four feet or something like that. Um, I can't, I can't remember. Okay. The, so that, that's, um, that's what we've been making the, that's what we've been making the, the long cat caddy is four feet. And I've made some other ones that were like 40 inches and that eight inches makes a huge difference, at least in my opinion, you know, yeah, just, yeah, just like you're saying, just that little bit longer, so much more pork goes into it. And yeah, you don't need it. You don't need a lot of weight. And then, you know, Ryan Kenny, he's got videos of him swinging 35 pounds on the end of his four foot one. And I'm just like, oh my God, my, I just feel like my shoulders would just come out, you know, if I put that much weight on it, but yeah, he's really was- good at it. There was a while when I, like, I, I really, I, like when I first got my shoulder rock, I was, I was, you know, really, really into it, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I think I might have, yeah, it's four feet long. You think 48, 48 inches. Yeah. So, so four feet long, but I, I was really into it right away. And like, I, so of course, like, you know, any dumbass, uh, you know, former meathead or rehabbed meathead, I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, at the time <laughs> I was still a meathead. So I, I was like, Oh, we'll start with, we'll start with 10 pounds, you know? And I, you know, I got the, I kind of got the feel of it, you know, using, using it for, for 10 pounds. And so then I went up to, uh, like, oh, let's do 20 pounds. <laughs> so, oh, let's do, let, mm. let's do 30. I was like, how heavy can I go? Right. And I was like, those, and yeah, that, that, uh, that self-corrected very quickly. <laughs> yeah, Cause like <laughs> the, the next day I could, you know, I could barely put on a t-shirt because my shoulders were, my shoulders were so oh. sore from, from doing that work. And of course I'm my technique, I'm sure I was muscling it, you know, but but, uh, you know, it's, yeah. you know, you live, you live and learn it's, it's self-regulating, you know, like I said, so it'll, you know, it'll very much. So it'll, it'll help, you know, but yeah, uh, I, I think I got up to, yeah, um, I think I got up to 15 is the most I've had on mine. And I still was like, ah, I'm probably going to not, not do that <laughs> for a while, get a little bit better at it, you know, get a look at everything a little bit more used to it. And, uh, it's kind of funny you mentioned that cause I sold one, a shorter one to a coworker who's a pretty pretty buff dude and it's been kind of hard on his ego a little bit that he can't put a lot of weight on it like he thinks he should be able to you know i wonder like, could you- it makes this hurts my elbow and i was like yeah it's because you got too much weight on it you gotta you know your body has to adjust the yeah pulling and the, Spe- the changing specific adaptation stuff yeah, specific adaptation to impose demands it's very important yeah so could i'm curious have you seen indie have you seen indian clubs you, you know indian clubs I'm yeah. wondering, could, could you, yeah, could you I've make, could you I've make a plate, could them. you make a plate loadable Indian club? Yeah, I think so. Cause what um, are, I mean, those are what, like a foot know, and a half I, or so, I, I, you know, depending on how long they are, I'm just now my brain, now my yeah, brain I just, is I don't, churning. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know enough about those to know if the weight plate being on the end would be an issue, you know, being wide. Mm. Um, but I've definitely thought about, you know, cause through this of me making the maces, Cause I'm not a machinist, but I've been, you know, getting practice, running the lathes, messing around making this stuff. And so I've had, had it in my brain to maybe get a piece of shafting and just turn it down into a, an Indian club. But I haven't had the time yet to do that. Cause I've yeah. been busy doing other stuff. Well, yeah, lately making the maces. And then I also make those neuro grip up handles, which oh, is nice. another one, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know. I don't even know if dragon's door has any in stock they didn't for a long time but i'm looking at those and they want you know 40 bucks plus shipping and i'm like that's definitely something i can make in about five minutes you know and so it's pretty cool here in my neighborhood like my little street in the four out of the five houses all us dads are roughly around the same age and we're all into fitness one way or the other and so around christmas time i made a whole pile of neuro grips and so now everybody on the street's got a pair that they get to hurt themselves with (laughs) (laughs) so that's been pretty cool 
and I think, you know, I'm going to, I got to make some more because I think I'm going to, depending on who I'm sending the maces to that doesn't have any, I'll probably just throw a pair of them in with the mace, you know, just because they're, that was one of the more eye-opening strength training tools I've ran into in the last, I mean, this whole last year has just been eye-opening about different things that, you know, all the, all stuff you don't see at the gym, but just, I've gotten the best results ever, you know, doing kettlebell sports style stuff, way better results than I ever got you know, bench pressing. <laughs> well, the thing, yeah. the thing that most people, most people won't tell you about bodybuilding is it's, it's a lot of fun to lift like a bodybuilder, but eating like a bodybuilder sucks. And that's what gets them most of their results. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was kind of the eye opener for me, you know, um, I'm six two, so I've always, you know, been, I, I don't remember being under 200 pounds, but, uh, here two years ago, before I started getting into CrossFit style stuff, I was listening to all these bodybuilding podcasts and they always talk, Oh yeah, nobody eats enough. Nobody eats enough. Well, I can tell you, I can eat too much, you know, like I wasn't putting the muscle on, but I was getting fat, you know, I mean, I'm not like crazy, but I, I got up to 260 and I went up these stairs at work and I was like huffing and puffing at the top. And I was like, okay, I think we need to reevaluate uh, what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, number one, I wasn't getting the results from the style of training I was doing that I wanted and you know and it just it just wasn't working and then I started doing like I said the CrossFit style stuff and I actually started to see some changes you know just kind of getting that more high intensity stuff you know like burpees like Ugh. yeah I know and it's, it's it weirds people I actually like them now um I kind of feel like they're one thing I can attribute to my lower back being in pretty good shape I, I, and I don't know if it's just in my head I feel like something about them, you know, when you have to launch the knees back up towards your chest, I, that's that, you know, curve in your back like that. I feel like it helps me. And that was one of the things. When I there's some physiological working. reasons there I can, I could I could think of. So yeah, there's, yeah. They're, when they're done properly, they're, they're not, they're not awful. They're just, I just said that because they suck. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, that was like the thing when I first started working with Levi, like that first week, you know, like I signed up with him and I'm kind of like, you know, oh man, because I'd been kind of copying what he did anyway for a while. Yeah. But I was only doing like these little 20 minute workouts, you know, it'd be stuff like, you know, five burpees on the minute for 20 minutes or whatever, you know, you get nice and sweaty. Like, yeah, was, that's, that was good. And then uh, one of the first days of his programming and had two sets of 20 burpees at the end. And I was like, I have never done 20 burpees in a row. So <laughs> this, this will be interesting. And then, uh, throughout he's, he's mixed stuff up at this point, but at one point, you know, I was doing one set of 45 burpees at the end of the workout. And it was like, you know, super hard, but it was also one of those things that was pretty cool, you know, to be able to do 45 burpees in a row. Not, not too bad. I mean, I know some people can do a lot more than than that but i was pretty happy with that i feel like as a finisher as, as a finisher though that's like that's a you know that's that's a non-trivial amount of burpees at the end of a workout yeah it was always like oh god <laughs> don't 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 look at the clock just just kind of keep going and then it'll be over it'll be over at some point uh until you until you're like shit how many was that oh yeah that's that's the worst <laughs> <laughs> I think I was still half the time just being like, all right, I'm going to do them for X four minutes. And then however many happened is how many happened. And just call it at that point. That's fair. That's yeah. a fair approach. Yeah. Well, so, so we, so we can, I think we can, we can officially say that uh, Cambrian uh, custom fabrication is going to be a, a sponsor of the, of the open because you, you graciously offered to, to fabricate a, a custom, uh, got a mace, a plate loadable mace for, uh, for, for somebody, uh, at the comp from the competition, not at the competition, obviously you won't do it there, but, uh, you know, uh, with that was unprompted by the way, I, I didn't even solicit him for, I didn't even solicit yeah. him to do this. He just volunteered it, <laughs> uh, which is super, super cool. So, so thank you. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. I, really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that'd be, yeah, I'm stoked. Um, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to have two at least to, to give away if that works. Um, it's, it's your, that's, that's up to you, man. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do prayer hands and say, thank you. Like that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do it. You know, like it's, like I said, it's been making them knowing, you know, especially knowing that people are interested in it and they want to use them. It, that's one of the things that really makes me happy about what I, when I get to do, um, and it, and it's just such a funny thing, you know, like I've been 
working with steel for over half my life at this point, you know, and I just see so many different things, you know, in the fitness world where they're like, oh yeah, you know, I made, you know, you can buy this from us for this X amount of dollars. And I'm looking at it like, that's, that's not, we can do that way cheaper than that, you know? (laughs) So I just, I have access to the stuff to do it, you know, and I have the skills to do it. And so it's, it makes me happy to be able to do it, to make things for people to use and, you know, and have them get, get, something out of it. You know, that makes me happy. Well, that is awesome. That's, that's very gracious of you. I very much appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to, I'm stoked to meet you in person. I'm stoked to see you do your first competition. I'm honored that uh, it's going to be at at my competition. So I'm really really excited about that. I, uh, do you have a, do you have a, uh, a goal in mind as far as a a number and output, or are you just like, just finish the time or, you know, what's your approach when coming into it? At this point, I'm mostly just focused focused on the time frame, but I mean, I'd love to get at least a hundred. I, I think a hundred would be cool. I think that might be asking a lot for the first time, but I don't know. Um, you know, the, the twenties, you know, compared to like 24s or something, I know they're, you know, a lot easier to move. So I, I would hope for at least 80. I think if I got less than 80, I'd be bummed, <laughs> but, uh, finishing the time at this point is my main goal, main focus. So, um, I'm sure as we get closer, I'll have a rep rep idea in mind, but yeah, you still got right you now, still got four months of, of cool. Levi building your capacity and beat and you know and beat, yeah. beating you beating you down and building you up and beating you down and building you up and you know you know he'll make sure that you're peak you're peaking at the right time and uh, you know he'll probably he'll probably give you a fairly good idea what you can expect uh, he knows he knows what he's doing I think he will yeah he's he's very honest and very fair so I'm sure he we'll we'll know we'll know what we're looking at before the contest I'm sure. Well, that's awesome. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap because I'm going to be respectful of your time and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, the, the coup de gras coup de gras question that I love to to give everybody, but um, it's a little different for you because you're, this is your first year. So now it's, you can say, what is the most valuable lesson that you've learned in your first year doing kettlebell sport that, that you would pass on to a new lifter? Um, you know, um, I think it, I, I know we, every, it's always kind of the same answer, but I guess I'd try to tell somebody to really just, you know, not, not sweat the loading, you know, and just focus on performance, I guess. Cause I think that's kind of where I've gotten the most results, you know? Um, when you say performance, yeah. you mean the, the tech, the technical performance or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. like, um, I guess like reps and time, <clears throat> you know, I think, you know, in my, in my, my opinion, I think that's been more valuable for me is not focus on like, you know, oh, I did the 28s for three reps. That's not as important as doing, you know, the 20s for two minutes, you know? Mm. So I think that's, especially in the sport aspect, I think you, for what I've experienced anyway, that that seems to hold more carry over, you know, cause it's not, it's not power lifting, right. You know, I think, yeah. I think it's good to get under the heavier loads, you know, so you kind of get a feel for it, but I think performance wise, you know, you perfect do what you can. I don't, everyone always says to perfect, you know, perfect the clean or whatever before you do something else. But I don't think anybody's got that. I don't anyway. I can't just, I I couldn't have just sat there and cleaned until I had it perfectly before I started snatching, you know, and and anybody, anybody that anybody that uh, has actually done this sport will tell you it's never perfect. So that's a a fool's assignment, right? Like don't, (laughs) don't move, don't move on to the snatch until you've perfected the clean. Okay. Then you're never going to do anything but clean for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I always thought when people said that I was like, how, who, how, who would do that? I don't know anybody that would do that, but I, I guess to clean it up, I'd say, you know, listen to people and focus on how well you do and not how heavy you do, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that, that makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that yeah. makes a, a lot of sense to me. <laughs> that, is and then, a, that is a good lesson. And then of course, always listen, listen to those who've been doing it longer. You know, that's what I've been really trying to do. And I, I know that's kind of a, as we get older, something that you can really appreciate versus being young and <laughs> knowing yeah. everything yeah yeah oh i know i know okay. i'll show you i'll show you you don't know what i can do right uh the the fun of youth <laughs> yeah for sure well Nathan, for sure thank you so much for taking the time to come on i really appreciate it and thank you again for uh for the uh the sponsorship we really really appreciate it i'm i'm very excited you do you have a logo for do you have a logo for your fabrication uh 
equipment no yet? no not yet but i just i just did start an instagram handle it's cambrin's customs is the name on instagram and i'll uh i haven't got anything more official than that going yet but i that's where i will post stuff and i've been posting um and that's where i'm gonna start i'm started to post any like training videos is where i'm gonna put them nice and then uh I'm also I'm also trying to get videos up of me making the maces different different steps in the process so other people can see you know kind of how it's done um, and hopefully I'm doing the videos in a way that makes sense to people that are not familiar with how that machinery works but uh, I've gotten pretty good feedback from everybody that they think it's pretty cool to see what yeah, goes I just, into I it. I just start I just started I got the prompt from uh, from the the Instagram today to to follow to follow that. Uh, camera oh. customs and i was like i was like oh i didn't know he had another profile and, and then yeah. i started started checking it out i was like oh this is cool this is new so yeah. i'm i'm excited to see that man that's that's awesome yeah i think that'll be very cool i'd love to see how it's I, i'd love i love to see how things are made you know i love to see craftsmen uh you know executing their craft it's very very cool to me so i'm, yeah. I'm very very excited to see that man so thank you right on well cool man um but and yeah i'll uh I'll keep, I'll keep it going for sure. And, uh, I think I, I can't remember. I started it last week. I think finally it was like, you know, I got 900 kettlebell videos on my phone that I need to delete. So I should probably find somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure we all the struggle the is real, problem. man. I've got, I've got a Google <laughs> drive. That's like basically nothing but kettlebell. Videos. So I, I understand the, the struggle is real for sure. Yeah. Although it has been kind of cool to go back, you know, looking at videos from last summer, you know, when I was like, Oh God, form you know super stiff and just yeah so yeah that that part of it's cool but i also want to delete those videos (laughs) don't though don't do it don't do it because you'll look back you'll look back years from now and you'll be like oh my god look at how far i've come and then you'll still look at your new videos and you'll be like oh not not there yet (laughs) but yeah it's it's still great to see how far you've come because it it just reminds you like you just you know, it's a, it's a continual process. Just keep putting in the reps. You keep getting a little bit better, you know, mastery of craft takes time and reps. You know, that as well as anybody from from, spending the time fabricating. So, you know, it's the same, the same process, just, you know, in a different, different uh, direction. So, and I got to say, that's one of the things that's also really appealed to me about kettlebell sport, you know, is that it's, I mean, sure, there's going to be natural athletes that are really good at it, but I feel like it's also something that anybody that wants, right. (laughs) Like it's also, it seems to be like something that, you know, if you put in the work and you practice, you know, you practice, you will get better. I mean, I don't really, I, I can see peaking at some point, but I don't see you ever like, you know, I don't, if you keep at it, I don't see your technique ever falling off. You know, it doesn't feel like something that that would happen to me. I feel like it's, uh, you know, like playing the guitar or something. Like once you learn the proper way to do it, you know, it sticks in there and it yeah. just gets better and better and better. And that's, that's definitely more my wheelhouse than just brute strength or athleticism so that's what those are those are young those are young man's games fuck that i'm 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 getting older so i'm 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 not gonna play those young man's game like strong man and power lifting and you know those you know i I only got so much so i'm gonna yeah i'm just gonna focus on the on the technique and i'm gonna (laughs) if i get stronger great but if i can just maintain (laughs) the strength that i have until they put me in the ground that's my that's my goal right on that sounds like a plan man i like it sounds good to me all right brother thank you very much you go take care of your babies and i'll go uh, check in on mine and we'll we'll get some sleep and uh, keep keep getting after it man i look forward to look forward to meeting you and look forward to seeing you on the platform all right man thank you so much this has been a this has been a blast jordan i look forward to meeting you too all right thank you nathan all have right. a good night yep you too bye bye thanks for listening to this episode of the platform podcast i'm jordan Cundy Wright. We'll be back with a new episode for you next week. Please don't forget to register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. And if you want to step onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, please reach out to me. Until next time.